Welcome to the Immortal Podcast, Episode 8, where Nemo and I are here today to discuss Diablo Immortal, to discuss BlizzCon Line, to talk about the investor call that Blizzard just had just a few days ago. We have new predictions for you guys about the release date of Diablo Immortal. We're looking forward to it even more than ever. We have a little bit of hype in our minds right now. And uh, well, Nemo, what's going on, man? How you doing today? Thanks for coming and hanging out for the podcast. I am super excited. Super pumped. We've got a lot of news today. Um, this is great. What, what a way to start a Sunday, huh? We have a lot to talk about. So I've been figure let's get to it. Yeah, so let me remind everyone that's here right now, either watching it as a video, because this will be a video on my YouTube channel after it after it's live, or if you're watching it live, we have a couple of topics that we're going to be talking about with you guys, but this show is beautiful because you guys could ask the questions that you have live. Your questions are meant to drive this show, so anything that you have about Diablo Immortal, whether they've been answered in the past, you could ask them again, or if you have some ideas, concepts, we could discuss them here with you today, but uh, yeah, that is, that is the plan. Plan. I do have some gameplay footage that we could pop in the background for you guys as well. So you can just kind of not only look at our faces, but also look at some Diablo Immortal. The gameplay we're looking at is actually some high-level wizard gameplay supplied to me by my good friend, Captain Nemo, from the Scrappy Academy YouTube channel, which he's actually repping on his shirt right now, actually one of his, his clans in Clash of Clans. But so Nemo, let's start off with talking about the investor call. We had this investor call, we tuned in. To be honest, the investor calls are not the most exciting things to listen to. It's all about, you know, uh, how much money the company's making, how successful they've been, plans, things like that. So it's like a business call, but from these calls, we can get some good information and ideas and kind of theorize when we think things are going to happen. So I'm gonna put out a reminder right now, Nemo, as to what I thought was gonna be happening for release dates. Before I get into that, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel and ring the bell for daily Diablo Immortal videos. And not only that, make sure you head on over to Nemo's channel. It's gonna be linked in the description of this video and check out his Diablo Immortal videos as well. If you like them, subscribe to him as well because not only is he a good guy, he also knows a lot about this game and uh, he's basically my right-hand man and we're partners in crime. Although we don't do crime, it's just partners. Now I'm getting cheesy. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> so my initial predictions, Nemo, before the investor call was yep. I predicted we'd get a version of beta in June and that we'd have a release of Diablo Immortal in December, which is 10 months away, 11 months away. And that was like, OK, another 11 months of making content with no game. Now we'd get it for a little bit for beta, but then, you know, the game would be gone. What was your prediction before the investor call? What were your thoughts then? Well, I mean, I remember we actually had this conversation. I got like 15 DMs back. Uh, afterwards people were like what are you talking I, I i was i was predicting next year and people were like ready to kill me <laughs> yeah DM. but i said like maybe like for next year's like christmas present i said uh, as far as the full release okay and well in the investor call and and nemo and i both put videos out on this but now we're live so now we talk about it on the official immortal podcast that comes at you guys bi-weekly until we have the game in our hands again then it'll be weekly again um my predictions have changed because in the investor call, they mentioned that they now remember in an investor call, you're talking to your investors, people giving you money. You need to deliver on the words that you say. So you don't say something that you're not positive can happen. And in the call, they mentioned something about beta coming later this year and the Diablo Immortal will be released later this year. Now, I don't remember Nemo and you could remind me if there's something that I and forgetting, did they actually give a uh, a quarter with the release, or was it more just like later this year? So uh, on the call, I mean, one thing that you mentioned is a good thing to echo back. I like saying, I like I like going after you and saying when I echo some stuff that you say. I don't know why you're but, promoting uh, me. Man. <laughs> that's what it is, you know. It's at heart. But uh, I remember, like, one thing that's very important: they do not. When you make a promise to the investors, it's very important to keep it right. So when they're saying stuff at the investor calls, that these financial costs, which happen, uh, you know, once every quarter, right? So four times a year, they are so very, very careful. They're, they're, it's almost like walking on glass, right? They got to make sure that they deliver on all the promises, because if they don't, as soon as they don't deliver on one, the stock goes down and that's not good. So what they stated was that there was going to be, and 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 I looked at this, I, I played this back, I don't know, many times, there's going to be multiple tests, not just one beta. Right. From what it sounded like, 
They said there's going to be multiple tests after this alpha. They just concluded the technical alpha that we just did. There's going to be multiple tests, and then it's going to be followed by the release at some point this year. It didn't state when. Right. So, to me, that means one thing. It means a few things, actually. Well, first of all, we're going to be getting beta back. Now, we don't know how they're going to launch the beta. Are they going to launch it regionally? Are they going to launch beta globally? They need to... Not only test the systems, but they need to test the servers. We're talking about an open world where there's going to be tens of thousands of people on a server. They need to make sure that they have the the processes and and the the equipment in place to run all of this. So they have to basically stress test the system, and that's something that they're going to be doing as part of the beta, I assume. And then of course they're they're still testing out game features, getting feedback. Now we gave them a ton of feedback in the uh, the technical alpha. But there's going to be more because they're going to be broadening it out to a larger larger audience. I really, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on my channel. I feel like I need to put out another video on it. But I've talked a lot about what I want to see in PvP. Because I think that's going to be the heart of, of any game that shows long-term success. It's going to be PvP. So I'm really curious to see if they get some of that out in the beta as well. Plus, of course, the long-awaited Necromancer and Crusader. Which, you know, <laughs> here's the problem. I told Nemo that I'm going to be playing the Necromancer because I want to I want to play it first. So Nemo said, okay, Echo, I'll play the Crusader first. The problem is I like melee characters, like the Barbarian, and he likes wizard-like characters. So really we're playing opposite of what our favorites are, but I really just wanted to do the Necro. And I said, listen, Nemo, you can't play the Necro first. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> I am taking it. I stamped it. And well, I mean, he could do whatever he wants really. But so with all this said, with the multiple phases of beta, the most important part of this is the investors. Blizzard would not promise their investors, their people supporting the development of this game that it's going to be out this year if they were planning on it dropping in December. If they were to say, if in Blizzard's mind, if in the Diablo Immortal team's mind, they were saying, this is going to drop December 1st. That only gives them 31 days, actually 30 days to deliver on the this year promise. And when you're talking about investors investing millions of dollars into a project, I personally, especially during COVID times, don't think that's enough of a cushion to feel comfortable. I mean, we're talking, you know, 10 months from now, can they really be positive that it's going to deliver if they had December 1st in mind that it would that it would deliver in those 30 days? I think that's a bit of a risk especially because of what we've seen. Like the world went on lockdown, everything slowed down, including development of this game as well, I'm sure, because everyone had to get accumulated to working at home. So because I think they don't want to put themselves in a pinch, I think that the game is actually going to be more ready the beginning of the fall. So I'm talking September, October time, because then if they say, okay, we're ready to go October 1st, and that's in their mind, October 1st, that gives them three months in case a wave of COVID happens. Maybe someone from the Diablo team quits that's vital in creating this and they need to replace that person. Well, that's not an excuse for the investors. They're gonna wanna, they're gonna still want that game. They want that return on investment. So they need to deal with that. So they need to keep in place, you know, safeguards just in case something happens because you never do know. So my new prediction is beta in, gosh, man, I'm thinking like March, April, and maybe followed by another beta in the summer. And then I'm going to expect release. I'm saying September, October. I'm saying early fall is going to be, well, I'll say fall. That's going to be my prediction for the full release of Diablo Immortal. Nemo, how do you feel? I, I mean, I feel like my predictions are so fire that you have to be on the same page as me. <laughs> <laughs> Your predictions are always fire, I do have to say. Um, I will echo what you said. Uh, on top of that, I will say that just from the software development aspect of things, I do work in tech and I, I know kind of how things work. On top of what you said, what people always do when it comes to project management and when you are pushing out any kind of software, you build up and when you're releasing software, you never want to release it right before the holidays because that's when mm -hmm. most of the team goes on vacation. If there are any kind of issues or problems, you want the team to be there for launch and to be there to support in case there are issues or problems because when you go global, this type of production launch, you're definitely going to run into some sort of bugs. So 
So like when things go live, you want all hands on deck, ready to go and attack any problem you have. So they're definitely going to be launching before the holidays. And I think way before the holidays. So with what you said in this, my prediction, to be honest with you, is the launch for the game is going to be in August. And I think we're getting beta sometime in March. Wow. I like I like your prediction more. Your prediction is better than mine, at least for my personal selfishness. I mean, the sooner we can get the game, the better. And I, I'm, I'm looking through the chat right now. I want to give a few shout outs right now because we have some people that have been amazing supporters. One of those people is Nineball. He's our veteran lore person. We actually have to have him back and talk some more Diablo Immortal lore, yeah. whether it be in a video or on the podcast again. We have Madness, who's just a supporter of all of our channels. And we have Red October, who I've been realizing from my Discord server, it's linked down below if you guys want to join, Red October is like pretty into this Diablo Immortal stuff and very knowledgeable about everything. So I was actually speaking with him last night about some concepts as well. So much love, man, and thanks for all of you guys coming through, plus everyone else that's deciding to be here right now. I'm just looking at Twitch right now, but we also have a big family coming through over on YouTube as well. So release dates are out of the way, right? We, we've put our predictions there for when we think the releases are going to happen, but Nemo, now we have to talk about other things like classes, beta. Are we gonna see, because we haven't seen much yet from a necromancer or a crusader, how far along do you think the development is of those classes? Like we've seen them used, right? Like we've seen them played, they're playable, but just not by us. And Dread drops in right now too. Dread heard me giving shout outs to everyone. So he said, let me say hi. So I can get a shout out too. I, I think that was his I thought process right there. What's up, buddy? How you doing? So, so what do you think about that? Do you think that they have the Crusader and Necromancer all cooked up, ready to roll and ready to drop? This is my one mystery about this. I, I've been thinking about this for days now. And after the date and all that, I started thinking, wait a minute. So if they're going to release it this year, they're talking about it. They got to have those classes be done. And I wonder why they weren't in the alpha. I really don't know, and it, I really do not have an answer to that. I mean, maybe they had, didn't have some stuff done, but to be honest with you, if the game is, we're being Blizzard too. I mean, they like stuff polished. So if the mm -hmm. game is releasing in this year, I feel like those classes are done. Everything is set. I believe like, I think they're done. I'm pretty sure like all of the game stuff development part, at least maybe at this point, they're, like I said, polishing out and doing bugs. But I feel like if they're going to say we're releasing the game, I feel like all of that other stuff, the meat of the game is definitely over and done. Yeah, and it's funny because, I mean, even us, like we're, we t we speak with Blizzard, we, we kind of have a know of what's happening. We haven't heard anything about those classes. Like, I also haven't asked the questions, but it's not like they've said, you know, secretly, oh, oh we got these classes done. We're just not showing anyone yet. Like, we don't, we don't know where it is. And I mean, the Necromancer is the most highly anticipated class for Diablo Immortal and probably going to be the most highly anticipated for Diablo 4 as well. So that's something that everyone wants to know. By the way, we also have AES here as well, who just helped reformat my Discord server yesterday with Nemo. So uh, thank you guys so much. It's looking great. Um, so so we, we think, Nemo thinks that those classes are ready. For me, I honestly don't have a prediction because I don't have a hint here or there. I know that they must have it. It for some reason must not be as polished as they want it or else it would have been in the technical alpha. But they did say that it's going to release with the game, those classes, and any further classes that we get in the future will be released, and they'll be released for free, which is nice to hear as well, because everyone loves hearing that <clears throat> more classes could be coming to the game, future content, etc., etc. So, Nemo, do we have any questions or comments that we want to grab from the, co from the, uh, the chats right now? Well, we have a lot of questions, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, really quick, right off the top, um, Caffeine asked, am I using the wizard, the teleport with the wizard? So I did use the teleport with the, the Lightning Nova. That is a cool skill, right? Because if you can use the Lightning Nova and then teleport to a different location, all of those bolts come out and clean stuff out. So I have used it, just not in this video. Uh, as far as the, okay, there is some, there were some questions. Justin asked about the communication with the development team. Mm -hmm. We do have some communication with the dev team. Maybe uh, Echo, you could talk about that. We actually have a few, we, we had an AMA with them, and they did do a presentation of Diablo mm. Immortal before it came out, sort of like as a technical alpha. Yes. Uh, you want to say anything about that? Yeah, sure. So, like, Blizzard, they they have their group. They have their group of content creators. are their mobile guys, which is like me and Nemo, uh, and so a couple of others as well. Greg is one of them. They have um, 
their veteran Diablo people. So like we got Dread, we got Nineball, you got Riker, you got Bloodshed, you know, all those people and a bunch more. And we have this small community of people that get to have these conversations with Blizzard saying, you know, this needs a little work or this is awesome or you're on the right track here or I have this idea. So yes, we do have communication with Blizzard in that way. Now, are we on phone calls every day with them and all that? I mean, I can speak for myself and say, no, I'm not. Um, plus, there's things that they don't want to reveal to even us. So it's not like we have all this info, like we know the release date of Diablo Immortal and we're not telling you because, uh, well, that, that's just not a thing. So yes, we have communication. If I ever have any great ideas, I could send them to them, which is awesome. Plus, they watch the content. They watch the Immortal podcast. So when they see your name and they hear your questions, they're actually hearing from the community, which is really cool. We got a lot of support with them there. Now, I do see another question about pets in, in the game. And I'm going to add to that. That's actually from Kevin Gores asking, are there going to be pets? I'm going to add on to that with wings as well, because we're talking about like cosmetic like things because pets, we could consider them cosmetic. They do collecting for you. They don't really, at least in the past, give you any buffs or anything like that. But I mean, I would love a pet personally, just because I don't want to have to run around and scurry to get stuff. You know, it's nice to have a pet, just kind of follow them behind <laughs> you and you don't have to worry about gathering up all your stuff. Um, now, it would be cool, and this is just a concept. I don't know if it would be good or not, but it would be cool if, if you could unlock pets that would give you buffs as well. Now, they would have to do this in a smooth way because it couldn't be a purchasable pet because that would be considered a pay-to-win element. If you were to be able to purchase a pet that would give you, uh, you know, 5% more melee damage and free-to-play players couldn't get that, that's an element of pay-to-win. So you'd get a 5% advantage over someone that's free-to-play. So pets, if you were to give them advantages and buffs and things like that, they'd need to be attained free you could obviously purchase them too but you have to be able to unlock them for free um maybe that could be like something on the battle pass like at the end of the battle pass you get a pet or at, i also think you should at the end of the battle pass get a skin or a cosmetic which could be wings which could be just a skin for a hero so like this month the barbarian has a new skin if you complete the free the, uh, no not the free the the paid version of the battle pass you would get this skin and that's going to be your your incentive the skin won't offer any um advantages or anything like that but if you pay like in clash of clans you you buy the season pass you get rewards all along the way just like in diablo Immortal. and at the end there's a skin which is like your payoff you know for me that's the only reason i get it because i don't need any of the enhancements but i like to get the skin and the gem buff of course but it would be cool if they did something like that they could do it with pets because most likely pets have never in the past had any buffs it was just an idea um probably a bad one but if, you know <laughs> I, I like pets I, I like that. I'm kind of lazy, though, just like you said, right? Like picking up the gold. It's so nice to have a pet, like run around and get it for you. So yeah. I really hope that they bring that they bring that back. You know, it also would be cool. I'm not really into the buffs, to be honest with you, because I feel like that will probably cause an uproar with yeah. the, the community. But, mm -hmm. but I do like the idea. I don't know if you ever played like Torchlight. I like yeah. the idea of like the, the pet holding some of the gear. So like if you're running around and doing stuff, you could like load some of the gear onto the pet and maybe send them back to town so they can like you know, drop the gear off for you, like in some smaller way. That would be kind of cool. Maybe that and picking up gold. I think it just makes your life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be really cool. Yeah, a quality of life pet, really. It doesn't give you any strength advantage, but it gives you advantages for quality of life. So it's going to be a little bit easier and less annoying to play. Although, like, things like the, <clears throat> the blacksmith, he's really, like, available everywhere. So when people talk about, am I going to fill up my pack? I played for, like, 80 hours. And there's only once that I filled up my pack and couldn't pick something up. And that's because I just wasn't really paying attention. But every time you run a rift, the blacksmith pops up and you could sell everything that you want. So you don't have to leave anything behind. Every time that you're out in the world, there's places you can get to the blacksmith. You could teleport right back. It's easy. So that's, uh, that's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are already there for quality of life. I think they definitely were thinking quality of life. But <clears throat> pets, I would like to see pets. Top tier battle pass. If you spend five bucks at the end of the battle, or even a, the number one tier, buy the battle pass. The first thing you get is your pet. The last thing you get is a skin, and then you get all the rewards in the middle. And that could be like the paid, the paid way. I don't know, just an idea, because that pay, that paying, will give something to the the people that are paying. It'll give them, you know, an actual thing, a virtual thing, and it doesn't impact their strength in any way. So the free-to-play players, yeah, okay, they don't get the skin, they don't get the pet, but it doesn't matter. Their game is not going to change in any way. So, uh, yeah, I think I just came up with another good idea. 
Thank you. Uh, thank you, you for that, uh, that comment right there. I believe that was Kevin Gores. That was a good one. Um, what we other got, questions uh, we have here? So we got Void, a playground. He's got a good one. He says, uh, do you believe that the game is still being polished or the be is pretty much done? And maybe they're just working on the technical stuff. Uh, well, personally, oh, yeah. Personally, I think the game was very polished. There was no instance of issues. I, I think I've only saw one issue with something weird happening, and it was when Leviathan was playing, and he, like, walked out of the map. But that's the only thing that I saw out of, like, everyone. And that was one thing for three weeks of all of us playing that I personally saw. So I really think that the game is already polished. I think that the game is already in great shape. I think that maybe there are features that need to be added. I know that they were still exploring and thinking a lot about the different elements of PVP that they could add to the game. So that's probably still being uh, developed, but it's not like they're developing from scratch. I think that they have these base things and they just have to like build it out a little bit to make it work. So it's not like they have to build another whole part of the game. I think all the framework is there. All the models are there. And I mean, I'm not a developer, so I don't know what's really involved in that, but I think all of the groundwork is there. They just need to kind of put the pieces together to make it work properly. And, um, and then they need to figure out how they want to successfully monetize this without being a pay-to-win game because they want to be player first, gaming experience first. They don't want the free-to-play game thought of Diablo Mortal and, and the worry that everyone has about if you pay, you can really ruin the game for others to take over the experience. They want it to be great for everyone, which is great. I mean, that's, that's what every developer should want. No developer should make a game and say, yeah, we want to just steal everyone's money and I don't care if they have a good time. It should be, we want everyone to love our game so much that they want to spend money on the game and then that's how we're going to make our money. And I mean, I, I could say from my experience, Nemo, that's exactly what they're doing right now because the game, I mean, we didn't spend any money inside of the game. We couldn't. It wasn't even a, a functional thing. There were, the Battle Pass bottom tier was there for us to purchase, but we couldn't do it. There were things that you could have purchased, but we couldn't do it. And I played 80 hours. I went through four classes. I loved it, man. And there was no point where I was saying, oh man, I feel like I need to spend money to get something. I mean, I put out a video, it's come, it's actually coming out tomorrow. And in the 10 minutes of gameplay that I was featuring in tomorrow's video, I picked up two legendaries. So, and not, and just from running around the world and doing regular quests. So it's not like these things aren't going to drop. How about you, bud? Well, you know, it, it's a, this is a this is a very very interesting subject, right? And actually, I made, I made a whole video just like having fun. It's actually a thirty minute video where I'm just like having fun with myself, to be honest with you. But uh, the the whole idea of this is it's a tough one because it's very easy for someone to default and say, well, okay, the, you know, they're offering buffs, so this is pay to win, and that's it. That's what it is. I just want skins, and that's it. But I think that in this case, I really do. Like after you watch and look at all of this stuff and look at the mechanics and see what they're doing, I feel like they're they aren't really they're not trying to be predators. They're actually just trying to expand the game more and mm -hmm. offer more value to people. This isn't pay to win for many reasons, right? I mean, we can talk about that. But realistically, at the end of the day, we, we this is a very high level picture. We don't know exactly, like you said, nothing costs money. We don't know what's going to cost what, where all the mechanics are going to be, how we're going to get the legendary crest. Are there other modes? What is going on with that? You know, so there's no really like a good way to say, okay, yes, it is or it isn't. So, but but if you but if you actually look at this and you start looking at the high level that we see from now, I don't think it's pay to win. There are many different ways that you can actually counteract the legendary crest too. Like one of the ways that people don't don't talk about is the gear itself, right? When you upgrade the gear, like you said, you get legendaries from playing the game, and that's the only way you can you can get gear. So the only way you can get gear and more gear to upgrade the gear that you have is by playing the game. And when you have a high level piece of gear, like a level 20 pants and et cetera, and then you know you had to grind for that. So there's no way to buy anything to get that. And then you have a guy who, let's say in this case, and we don't know, but let's say the legendary crest, you get a thousand legendary crests, mm. you spam them in, you get all max gems. And then you have a guy here who day one has max gems and you have a guy who grinded and got all of this gear. I think it's going to counteract itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. The think... high level gear is going to counteract the gems, in my opinion. There's a lot of different systems involved in here to say it's going to be pay to win. I really don't think it is. No, I don't. And I mean, it's it's tough balance for, I mean, people say that Clash of Clans is pay to win. And for anyone that's actually played Clash of Clans, it's not. It's, it's you pay to progress a little more quickly. 
And I want to see that kind of, of, of model here. Um, I don't think that the, the pan, I feel like you always go back to this, this pay to win discussion. It's like a hot topic yeah. that everyone brings up, but really, I don't think that we are in for any issue. I may be, uh, disagreed with by some other people that have that have had the tech alpha but that's my honest feeling coming from a mobile gaming background now Nemo on my main channel my echo gaming channel I just started playing a couple of kingdom builders I'm playing state of survival and infinity kingdom in these games you could literally spend thousands of dollars every single day with deals that come up and in the alliance that I'm in I have a player who is maxing out spend every day inside of the game that means he's spending however much you could spend every day inside of the game going to increase his power that is is a type of game and that's a type of thing that blizzard is not doing they're not allowing that and and even in some of these games some of them are bad pay to win some of them are pay to win but also free to play players can still compete and then you have the ones that are just not at all pay to win that it's more of a pay to progress because it's really just a hard balance because if you're offering a free to play game i mean do we do we know how much they spent on Diablo Immortal? Was that mentioned in the investor call? Like they were talking about millions of dollars, like lots of millions of dollars that have been spent by by Blizzard on game development. And a lot of that had to go to Diablo Immortal. Now they're also, you know, probably already working on Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 and other projects that we may not even heard of yet. But it's, it's an insane amount of money. It costs, yeah. I work in the field, so it, it is mind-boggling how much it costs to develop the game. And it isn't just, you know, it's not like you pay some guy who is just sitting there and coding and says, okay, well, I'm just going to start developing. There are people that you have to pay, like the artists, right? The people that develop the stories, the, the voice actors, the cartoonists, the storyboard people. Then you have to pay the developers. There's fields and fields of developer fields that you have to go through look all kinds of different levels. And there's codings, there are testers. There. Then you have the project managers, the business aspects. Then you have the marketing. You know what? It costs millions and millions of dollars. I mean, it, it, one developer salary is like 100, you know, especially in, in, in Cali, we're talking like 140K easily. And that's a year one guy who's coding. You have, what, a, a thousand of them? Jeez. How much that costs? Yeah, it, it costs a lot of money to make games. And even, let's let's think about like really crappy mobile games, like ones that are just like garbage. They even cost a lot of money to make. And if it's someone that's building it themselves, it may not cost a lot of money because they're doing it themselves, but it takes them forever to complete it because they're doing it all themselves. So even for the lowest quality mobile games, it still costs a lot of money to bring these things out and to actually get them out there. Plus, something we never even really touched on was you can have the best mobile game. And if you don't advertise the thing, it's never going to grow. Unfortunately, that's how it works on mobile. That's how it works everywhere. You can have this gem. And there are a couple on the market that I've come in contact with. I'll actually mention them in a second. But where the developers don't have a budget to advertise, which means they're not gonna be putting it on Facebook. They're not gonna be paying content creators for sponsored content. They're not gonna be advertising on Google. People just never find them. The, the, the app store is so deep that people will never find those games. And I'm talking about um, Madfinger Games. They make amazing games. Some of those being Shadowgun Legends and Shadowgun War Games. Shadowgun Legends, one of my favorite mobile games. Amazing looking arena shooter. The game is incredible. I actually covered it in my main channel for a while, but the developers didn't have any budget or didn't want to spend budget on, on advertising. And the game never blew up. With all the potential it had, with how amazing the game was, it never blew up because the advertising wasn't there. So... Even after development happens, you have to think about how many millions are they going to have to spend on advertising just so that people could see this amazing thing? Because they can't rely on me, Nemo, Riker, Bloodshed to just put out videos and that's how it gets out. Like, yeah, we have some reach, but not like Google advertising reach. It's a, it's a whole different ballgame. And for that, you got to pay a ton of money. I mean, I think back to Clash of Clans and my good friend Cleric Dragoon, he found mm -hmm. Clash of Clans during the Super Bowl because they had a they had an advertisement they spent on an advertisement slot in the Super Bowl that's how we found Clash of Clans and that's how you know that was one of the ways that Clash of Clans blew up because literally everyone that watched the Super Bowl saw the ad it was probably really fitting because it was like well this is like amazing game on on mo on my phone I could play this on my phone it was like 8 years ago so I remember that commercial I remember that Do you? Right? that was when uh, when the guy who said uh, I'm coming for you right 
from from that. Well, I remember that. It was an awesome commercial. Yeah, and so point is, not only are we spending or are they spending on development costs, but they have to spend afterward. Once the game is done, they have to spend on promotion, and then. They have to continuously spend on fixing things, making new content, which is why PvP is so important, because when you have a heavy PvP element of the game, like Call of Duty, where you could just drop into a world or do team deathmatch, you don't need to make changes all the time, because every time you play, you have different opponents, it's a different experience, which is why I've spent thousands of hours playing multiplayer Call of Duty over the years. I And you know what my favorite maps are? The original ones, the ones that I always played, the ones that I knew every nook and cranny of where I could feel like I can get a little bit of an advantage. New maps come out and I'm suddenly a noob again because I need to figure it out. So even with a PvP element of the game, you're gonna get people that are competitive, which is like everyone that wants to win and that wants to do well. So that's why I think that P PvP is uh, is great. And we do have um, Wrench Same asking, how was the PvP experience? And we saw just a very little bit. And honestly, it wasn't polished. It was an event that popped up. You and your squad faced you and this squad. It wasn't balanced in any way. It was no like uh, ranking or, or matchmaking system for it. And you just went at it and won a chest. So it was a very tiny piece. Uh, it was like a little yeah. Easter egg type um, piece of content there. But man, I don't know if I went off on tangent there or not. I know I like to talk about this stuff sometimes. I, I'm, I'm realizing how I've been able to make content for a year without even having the game. Just like I could just not <laughs> shut up and just talk about nothing. So no, no, it's good. I mean, you, you made good points. Uh, the PvP thing too, and that was a pop, it's a pop up event. So we didn't actually have a mode to get into. Like it was one of those okay. little like things that popped up uh, every once in a while. In fact, it was timed, I believe, uh, at the Billiton, right? I think, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, it was uh, Levy, right? He set up actual alarm clocks to go <laughs> get those chests because it guaranteed you a legendary if you want. Yeah. Which was the cool part about it. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, there's definitely cool parts to it, but in my opinion, they need a matchmaking system. They need a lobby, yeah. just like we, like we know in other games. So you go there by yourself with your squad and you lobby up and it's going to be 5v5 or it's going to be Battle Royale or it's going to be War 50v50. Man, that would be, I can't get over it. If, if they do that, I will be the happiest guy. It would be like, it's, it's like War Wednesday on Twitch. Yeah. We're streaming all day. We're going to war. We're crushing everyone. Now, we have A-R-A-E-B-G in the chat on Twitch saying, when is WoW Mobile? And this brings up something else too, not really about Diablo Immortal, but they've mentioned it before. Plus they teased it, or they didn't tease it. They, they announced it, I guess in the um, development call that they have other games coming to mobile and that their plan is to bring their games to mobile. Not that they're going off of platform of, of uh, PC or of console, but that mobile is the future. We all know this. Mobile is going to be, in, in five years, I predict it's going to be the, it's already the majority, but the heavy majority of gaming is gonna go on mobile. Now, I, I wonder, if it's gonna be cross-platform. So like, let's say WoW suddenly becomes WoW Mobile and you could play against people on their PC, or if it's going to be WoW Mobile and it's just gonna be a world of WoW on mobile, but not cross-platform. Diablo Immortal is not cross-platform. It's only on mobile. Um, maybe that's because they wanna dive straight into mobile, put all their focus into mobile and make this the poster child for what they're going to be able to do on mobile. That's my that's my thought right there. They want to do just a mobile focus. And then in the future, I mean, there's many games that are cross-platform. I mean, Fortnite had Fortnite Mobile and it was cross-platform. Now, Fortnite in many app stores is gone right now because of app store issues, but you know, it's definitely something that's doable. And by the time, like, think about Diablo Immortal, Nemo. This, this game was announced two years ago. We're still waiting. Talking about the earliest it comes out is in six months. So we haven't even heard announcements of WoW, of, of StarCraft, of Overwatch. We haven't heard any official announcements on any of these games. So really, I, I, I don't think that, you know, we're gonna hear in six months, Overwatch is coming to mobile. No, I, I don't think that's the Blizzard way. You know, I, I think we'll, we'll definitely know way ahead of time to talk about it. But to answer the question from the chat, I think that all games that have been successful by Blizzard, which is most, will be on mobile. I mean, we already have Hearthstone, which is a port, but it's still on mobile. Very playable, like really good on mobile as well. Diablo's brought their franchise to mobile. I could see Overwatch because I could totally see Blizzard wanting to have a shooter in the mobile space. It's the most popular mobile genre with PUBG Mobile, with Call of Duty Mobile, with uh, with uh, Free Fire, some of the most popular mobile games. 
Um, and they already are with Activision in with Call of Duty. And then bringing WoW, one of the biggest games of all time, onto mobile. My God. It, not only would it be amazing for gamers, but think about the amount of money that they would make from that Nemo. But the one game that I think they may not bring is... Uh, oh, man. why did I just went blank on the name. What was it, Nemo? Um, what were we talking we were about? We were talking about it before, right? With the Blizzard launcher? Yeah. What was that game? Uh, Heroes, of, Heroes of the Storm. Reason, oh, yeah. reason being... There's a lot of co heavy competition in that genre, like League of Legends. You know, that's coming to mobile. Heroes of the Storm was not the biggest hit for Blizzard. I mean, it, it did well. It's still being supported. It's still making the money, but it wasn't a massive hit. So if they were to hold one back, I would say maybe it would be Heroes of the Storm just because of the, the monsters already there. Because you can't say, like we're saying with Diablo Immortal. I'm going to let you talk after this, Nemo. I need a break. But... Like we're saying with Diablo Immortal, Diablo Immortal's coming. It's going to be the best action RPG on mobile, hands down. There's nothing better. With Heroes of the Storm, they have to compete with, with League of Legends and, and other like Arena of Valor, Mobile Legends games that have been like monsters there that are really done well. And to bring a franchise like, like Heroes of the Storm that wasn't one of their heaviest hitters, they may not be as confident saying this is going to be the number one in a genre. So I don't know. I could be wrong. It's just my thoughts. But Nemo, taking a break. I'm drinking my coffee. My, my new Echo oh. Mug talk. By the way, I got that Echo Mug. Well, it's on the way. I like I think I got that one. I think it's that one. Yeah, this is the one you got, man. Sweet. Um, so, uh, okay. I This is what I think. Uh, at the Q3 financial call, when I was listening for the entire hour, they talked a lot, okay? And they talked about mobile being their new frontier, so to speak. And this is Activision Blizzard. So, of course, Call of Duty is involved in that. And if you really listen to the calls and you listen to all of the financials that Activision and Blizzard have been talking is they basically pioneered and made Call of Duty Mobile their first game, mobile game, to come out. It made them billions of dollars now at this point. Uh, and if you listen to the Q3 financial, what they stated was that Call of Duty paved the way for all the rest of the mobile devices in their free-to-play premium model is what they call it. Free-to-play games with premium content. And a lot most of the players are getting engaged in that not just in the mm -hmm. mobile market to be honest with you but as well as the pc and the console market with warzone being like the, the you know the biggest thing ever for them so because of that they're basically lining up all the rest of the mobile games to follow that the diablo immortal being the first blizzard mobile game is going to follow this this sort of a a, a stance but they did state at the q3 financial call that all of the and they said i mean I, I'm, I'm quoting all of the Blizzard games will be going to mobile at some point or another. So does that mean the WoW will be going to mobile? Maybe not in the WoW, in the same way the WoW is set up uh, for, for the PC, right? It is super open world. It is very crazy, requires a lot of servers and this and that. Mobile is there, but maybe it'll be in a different type of, maybe they'll, you know, like the, the way like it is over here. If you look at Diablo Immortal, you can have tens of thousands of players on one server, the same way you can have it on a PC. So I don't see why you couldn't. Maybe in a different type of format, but I'm telling you, I think all of Blizzard games are going to be going to mobile. They know that's the future. They know that they can make the money that way, and they've already paved the way with uh, with Call of Duty. Now, Diablo Immortal is going to be their next thing. I think they're going to be really looking at Immortal and seeing how it does, and maybe the rest of the Blizzard games will kind of follow suit, depending on what you know and how things work with Immortal. But they already know that they, like I said, they made. Uh, I believe it's uh, $400 million with Call of Duty Mobile within the first quarter that it came out in 2020. $400 million. I mean, that's kind of pocket change. That's not really that much money, Nemo. <laughs> I mean, it's about equivalent to a YouTuber's salary, right? Yeah, yeah, no. It's <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, mobile, mobile is the way. It, it gets in the hands of everyone. Uh, in five years, literally everyone's going to have a mobile phone, unless if you're in, like, a depressed area. Um even if it's older phones, like they're, they're capable, like Blizzard has always mm -hmm. done a nice job of being able to have you play their games on devices that aren't high end. You don't need high end devices to play everything. And I think they're going to be following the same suit with mobile. Um, by the way, someone was asking before about BlizzCon and I do have the, um, the card right here for BlizzCon line. And if any of you want to be part of that, I will be there. I already told my wife, fun. I need, I need the days. It's pretend I'm not here. I'm locking myself in the office and I am at BlizzCon and we have February 19th at 2 PM Pacific time. That's when it starts. And then on February 20th at 12 PM Pacific time, a two day event. 
it's virtual blizzcon line plus i'm going to take a moment right now to talk about the sponsors of today's video check these out dread scythe in the last podcast was talking about accessories for mobile and he didn't really know because he was a pc guy well I told them about some things and I thought maybe I should reach out to this sponsor. So I did. I reached out to Mobile Gaming Corpse and I've now been partnered with them. You could use code ECHO over at Mobile Gaming Corpse, get 10% off of anything. We're talking about iPhone related cases that are made for gaming, cables and accessories for all different phones <clears throat> with the gamer in mind, and these claw socks, which I'm telling you what, I initially got these things and I was like, these things are kind of cheesy, like they're goofy looking, but they are really amazing for those long gameplay sessions so you don't stick. You kind of smooth right over the screen. Uh, it's really comfortable. I mean, I'm wearing them now to, to show them off. I'm not actually gaming in them now, but really great. There's a link down below if you want to be part of that. That is today's sponsor in this podcast. Nemo, take it away. Well, thank you. All right. All right. A couple of questions uh, that I want to answer right away. Um, we do not know when the game is coming out. We just talked about it. Well, we, we, we're, we're predicting sometime between August and later on. Uh, there will be controller support. They did state that they're going to, you know, add controller support, just not yet, because like I said, I think we mentioned this before in the alpha test and in the rest of the test, what they're going to do is basically like concentrate on specific areas that they want to test. So for the alpha, they were testing certain phones and certain features, and most of them included on-screen controls. So they did not want us to like plug in controllers and use them because they didn't, they wanted us to test. This is why a lot of people are uh, freaking out maybe and saying, oh, well, it says, you know, if you go to the store, it says it's not compatible with your phone. It's not compatible right now. As we get closer and closer to beta, they are going to be releasing that list and making it wider and wider and available for more and more devices. So most likely, there isn't a list yet, but most likely at some point, the, all the mid-tier devices, phones and tablets, <laughs> are going to be able to run Immortal. That's the goal. They're not going to be just like, oh, let's just run them on the highest end devices because, of course, that's going to restrict the amount of people that can play the game. So most likely, it's going to run on like as many devices as possible. But we don't have a list yet. Those are the most questions that I've seen so far. Yeah, and you know, you know something crazy. I have I have a um a bit of a hater that I I actually have a video coming out tomorrow on haters of Diablo Immortal. So uh, Charles, watch that video. Um, I want to get to that, but first I want to say my son plays Brawl Stars a lot. He has an old phone of mine. It's an Android phone. It must be five or six years old. Nemo, he booted up and downloaded Brawl Stars on that old phone. Like, it's not good. And he played it. No lag, no nothing. So, I mean, I know that um, Diablo Immortal and the, the team is, like, looking at Supercell and how they've really done games well on mobile and seen success. And, I mean, I could see them taking the same thing where you can go on, pick up some old crap phone and, and really be able to have a game experience, lower the settings and be able to play the game. So, uh, just to touch on that. So now Charles mentions, and listen, I've always said in the channel before, we have people that are going to hate on Diablo Immortal and we have people that are going to love it. And I have no problem addressing both the haters and the people. And, and he says that he thinks that Diablo Immortal is a dead project. He's heard nothing about it since one week in, and he doesn't think that Blizzard cares about games. Now, <clears throat> first of all, every company makes mistakes at some point. I mean, I personally don't have anything that I want that I am going to talk about about Blizzard making mistakes in the past, but... Every company, every person does things wrong. You learn from your mistakes and you and you move on from them and you and you try and not make those same mistakes again, right? Now, Diablo Immortal, they've been quiet about this intentionally. Just because they're quiet doesn't mean that nothing is going on. Like these guys are working on this project every day from home, you know, on top of it. And as far as a dead project goes, the only way that in my opinion Diablo Immortal will fail <clears throat> is if they spend zero money, <clears throat> sorry, on advertising. It's still going to, no matter what, no matter what, Diablo Immortal is going to be the best action RPG on mobile devices. Probably forever. We do have Path of Exile Mobile coming, who knows when. But that's going to be a competitor, of course. But Diablo Immortal is going to be the best. If it's the biggest, that depends on the, the advertisement budget and how, how much the word gets out, events that they want to sponsor, things like that. So I think um, that as far as the game not being good, not being produced or being dead or not coming out, like that's far gone. <clears throat> They've already commit to, to this is this is happening. They they said it in their investor call to the people oh. spending millions. This is going to happen. Nemo, you want to chime in? I, I I do just really quick. Sorry to interrupt. That mm -hmm. that is one point. They did state in the financial call, and unless they're suicidal, they're not going to say that to the <laughs> investors and then not come up with a. I mean, 
this is not going to happen. This is the way it works. Stock goes down, and that's not how 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 things work in the financial world. They have to follow up on their promises. But I think I'm going to speak from the personal point of view here. Um, you know, before I would say, okay, you know, you could say things like that. But I actually met with the development team of Diablo Immortal, and I'm going to tell you that they are the most caring people I've ever. I, I've met with a lot of different developers, and these would. These people are a breath of fresh air. I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting anything from them, to be honest with you. Yeah, early access to the game. That's it. Mm -hmm. But I have no reason to lie. And I'm telling you that they love this game. They love it more than we do. It's like they're a baby, and they they really care for it. And they want to make sure that it comes out and is as perfect as possible. I've never seen somebody be so OCD about their product. Like I said, it's like they're a baby. So they want to make sure it's the best and it's perfect and it's great for everybody. They want everyone to play the game. It's to be the biggest and best game. There's no way they don't care. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's funny because to see the responses and to hear the responses from the development team and from Wyatt, you know, they went into the tech alpha. They've they've had nothing but hate up to then. You know, the, the announcement was hate. The wait is hate. Mobile is hate. You know, of course, Wyatt, this has been his project for years. He's worried. He's like, oh, no, we're, we're sending out the tech alpha. I really hope that everyone likes it. And he, he was concerned. And they, just to see how happy with a breath of fresh air, like, oh, my God, three years yep. on this project. We can finally, we finally know that people like it. It was just really cool. It was really nice. It, it, you know, it, it was kind of, it was almost, I mean, I'm going to use this word. It's probably not a good word to use, but it was kind of almost cute. Like, Almost like, you know, like, uh, I don't have a child, but when you first, you know, when you get the, the, the kid to school and get him ready and, 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 and he, you know, the first day he goes to school, you know, you make sure he's got the lunchbox and, and the, you know, everything is good and you got the hat on, you're going to make sure that you're nice and you talk to everybody, you send them out. That was like Wyatt, man. When the game came out, it was just like it. He, it was like, it's, I'm, I'm literally, I think it's just like his baby. I, I love that. I love seeing that from the developer. Yeah, and first of all, Nemo's right. Second of all, you could tell Nemo doesn't have children because really, that first day when you're putting them in the bus, you're thinking, finally, I get some time <laughs> for myself. And that's why the parents are so happy that they're getting on the bus. People that aren't parents think it's that cute moment. But Nemo, one one day, my friend, you'll you'll see the truth, buddy. But <laughs> yeah, but but he's right though. Like it it was exciting. And I did have another point I wanted to just make, but I forgot what it was. Sadly, I got sidetracked by my funny moments, but um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not just here on YouTube hyping up a game that I hope is going to be good. I'm here hyping up and legitimately sharing with everyone my my excitement for the game. I went to BlizzCon 2019. I played it. I said, my God, this thing is going to be amazing. And that's that day I invested in my channel and I said, this is what is going to be the future. It's been over a year of me like really promoting this and not even promoting it, but just kind of talking about it, building community. And no, my channel's not huge now. My main channel pays the bills. This channel is like become a passion project that I think once the game comes out is going to be like my main channel because this is this is what I am in love with right here, playing Diablo Immortal. And that's really all I'm doing. I'm talking about what I know, building a community. That's why I'm always inviting you guys to come through the Discord server. Red October is someone that's there all the time, sharing, talking, asking questions. And um, it's just it's just really great. But just to just to clarify, People that hate the game, I, I don't have any ill feelings about about you guys. I mean, people that hate the game and are just always in in the comments or chat, like being being jerks about it, like that's annoying. But if you don't like it, that's great. But I did put out a video saying you can't argue that the game is bad until you try it. Try the game, and if you think it's bad, then then it's fine because everyone has their opinion. Maybe you don't like how it plays, <clears throat> and that's fair. But you have to you have to get your hands on it and give it a shot before you can actually argue the points because. There's a difference in watching gameplay, like we're watching right now, and playing the gameplay. Like, you could be watching this and saying, wow, it looks cool, but maybe the controls suck, or maybe it just doesn't feel good. But when you play it and you realize it looks good, it's got depth, the controls are on point, it feels comfortable, it feels natural, it literally is, is in my opinion, <clears throat> if they put all the PvP in the way that I'm, that I'm hoping, it will be the perfect mobile game. It will be the game that you will see me streaming every day, not because I'm trying to build up an audience from streaming, which would be cool, but because I just want, I'm going to be playing it. So I may as well be streaming it, right? If I'm playing the game, I'll be playing with you guys. And, and you know, that's it. That's my whole thing about people that, that hate in the game. Now, again, I did put out a video tomorrow. It's going to be out tomorrow talking about people who hate, who hated and threw hate in the game from the release, people who threw hate in the game from 
the uh, the weight and now people that are throwing hate in the game because in the app store it says that their phones are not usable and um and really there's there's this easy solution for all of this and that is put it in everyone's hand and let them then see if they still hate the game and if they do then that's fine you don't have to play um but if you don't well and hopefully you can enjoy it because even if you're a pc exclusive gamer you could still enjoy a diablo immortal in the in-between times in your day you know like when you just want to be at work and just want to mess around your phone a little bit or you want to go to the bathroom and spend a half an hour in there to get away from the kids you could do that kind of stuff um so now i remember my point before the old you know i talked about how advertising could hold back immortal if they don't you know do advertising properly or enough or spend enough on advertising because nowadays that's really everything um action rpgs in in this region are not typically the most popular things on mobile let's talk about um mobile legends and we could talk about league of legends mobile my prediction on that and let's talk about arena of valor arena of valor specifically one of the biggest games in the world but not in the united states it did not have a uh, a large launch here it didn't do well here in the u.s because mobas on mobile just typically haven't worked well here Arena of Valor, amazing game, beautiful game, polished game, great game, but it just didn't thrive here. Was advertising done here? I personally never saw an advertisement for it. Maybe that's part of the reason why. Did they focus their audience in Asia and other countries like that? Maybe, but I'm not sure. The question is action RPGs. They are not typically the most popular genres on mobile here in the United States. So do you think, Nemo, that action RPGs are going to have the audience on mobile? here well that's a good question because you're right it, generally speaking action rpgs do not have that type of uh, audience but I, I, it's for several reasons right because i feel like what the yes and no no they won't but i think at the same time in a in a mobile market we don't really have a game that that has really brought like stepped up you know the mobile market games right we don't really have a triple a game that's anywhere near this so i feel like this is going to draw a lot more people i have friends who are not really hardcore diablo players who, who wouldn't really play the pc version of this because they're like eh, it's not really my cup of tea they're gonna play this they're excited about this they watched the video they said oh i mean i'm not really an action rpg player but this looks kind of cool i could be a wizard and run around and do this type of stuff it, it seems like they're the game has enough for a lot of different players, not just the hardcore people like myself and you and, and Dread mm -hmm. and all of those guys who are going to mm -hmm. jump in and, and Levy, who play, you know, who sets alarm clocks around chest openings. But they're going to be players who are just going to jump in and hang out, like you said, at doctor's office, whatever, play with their friends. And being the fact that it's on mobile, I mean, I feel like it is going to explode the market. And being the fact that it's the first game that it really brings in that AAA experience, you mentioned that before, we can't really describe this. This you have to play it to really see. This is an amazing game. I didn't believe it or I didn't understand it before you when you were talking to me about you know, oh you were at BlizzCon you played this game and all that. I was like oh I'll play Raziel. Is it like Raziel? And you're like no. I'm like hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is it like this? And you're like no. I'm like well what do you mean no? Is it like, what about it is no? And you're like it's just not that game. It's very difficult to explain, but it's super polished and everything about it the sounds the feels the looks the way it plays how you were immersed in the game, the controls of it, it, it makes you feel like you're inside of the game. And I feel like, honestly, like the best mobile experience. So I feel like it could, if the advertising is done right and people see this game, a lot of people that are casual players, they're going to play it because it's just awesome. And when they do, it's going to hook them in, I feel like. So yes, I do, in a long way of saying yes, I do think that it's going to have that potential. Yeah, and, and Nemo said it really well there because I am sitting here talking about how awesome it is and all that, and it's, and he was comparing it. Like, I remember bringing Raziel to the channel, comparing Raziel, Dungeon Arena, to Diablo Immortal. And I like Raziel. I think it's a fun game. And I was like, Nemo, try this, because this is probably the closest thing we're going to get to Diablo Immortal. So he's like, okay, so this is what Diablo Immortal's like. And, and he's right. I said, no, it's not. But this is as, really as close as we can get to it. I mean, if the best way to explain it is if you take Diablo 3, you bump it up into the current time, you add a bunch of features to it and make it better, that's what Diablo Immortal is like. But really, it's it's even still hard to feel that, to really to, to think about that, because, you know, it's, it's just so different. Now, a game that's full, complete, done well on mobile, that could be comparable, but also is very different, is Genshin Impact. 
it's not an action rpg dungeon crawler it's more of an mmo fantasy type game but it's done very well it's it's going to be a game that could have much much long success and uh you know it's it's a full gaming experience it's not what people would typically think of a mobile gaming experience so that would be like comparing it to that now that is cross-platform as well so you have people on all platforms playing it with people on mobile but you really can't compare diablo mortal to anything um and and we saw people saying about mobas being the most popular maybe they may be most popular but i'm talking about here in the united states they are not the most popular on mobile at least i don't think so I, i could be wrong there but i mean there's a reason why like there's no massive content creators for arena of valor or mobile legends that are u.s based um, I think, in my opinion, and I guess I, I should say it's an opinion because I didn't do research, like I didn't do hard research, but shooters, you know, and and casual mobile games like Candy Crush, which is another one that uh, is Activision and Blizzard focused, you know, those are the most popular. Probably the casual games that you just get people that are like flicking through at night are the most popular on mobile. Then it's going to be shooters like Call of Duty Mobile, PUBG Mobile, things like that. And uh, yeah, so I don't think MOBAs, at least here, are huge they're huge and over in asia and other parts of the world but not here in the u.s that's what i was meaning by that but nemo any i i know that we've been talking a lot we've had a lot of questions any last things that we want to say because we are coming up on the hour and this is an hour show remember guys this is going to be i'm recording it right now i'm going to be uploading it to my youtube channel it'll be up on the channel in a few hours if you missed the beginning if you missed us talking about predicted release dates that you could check out when it goes live as a video. We don't want to just continuously repeat ourselves here. But Nemo, any last things that you want to say before we head on out or questions that you want to address? The one last question that we uh, did had, um, they were talking about speaking. So in alpha, in this game, you're able to talk via text. You're actually able to send voice messages within the game itself. It's really cool. We were testing it out a little bit. So that was your question. That's kind of how it was. We also have our own Discord for the Blizzard people that are connected. And most of the time, me and Echo were in voice, or he was on live stream, and we were chatting that way. But you can totally chat within the game. You can send voice messages and all that. It's really kind of cool and intuitive and works really smooth. We tried it a few times. I've actually tried it with three or four different players. It's, like, really cool. Honestly, I've never seen something like that on mobile. Uh, works pretty smooth. I think you're going to enjoy it once you get into the game. So will you need Discord? I mean, it's kind of cool to have Discord because it gives you a bit more, but you will be able to chat on voice in-game. So that was one of the questions we had, but that's that's about it. Yeah, I mean, the the in-game communication systems are unparalleled. I think they're they're some of the best that we've seen yet, and we, di- we didn't mess with them much. We, we played with them a little bit, but, you know, we came to my server, and which is what I'm always going to do. I mean, that's how I like to do it, and we got on voice there, and, and that's how we play. But, yes, there's going to be a great in-game element to discussion there but nemo before we go red just brought something up this is something that i also we haven't really touched on here inside of the immortal podcast and that i'd like to and that is random random questions that just pop up so my question to you nemo asparagus or brussels sprouts brussels sprouts all day long and there's different ways to cook Brussels sprouts too. You can, I mean, it depends. I like my Brussels sprouts in the middle, not too soggy, but not too crunchy either. But I do like them cooked with some sort of a flavor, maybe a little bit of soy sauce, grilled. I don't know. I mean, you can get them in many different ways, but asparagus, eh, it's all right, but not when Brussels sprouts are around. I agree. Well, I agree that Brussels sprouts can have that nice, you know, that grilled blackened deliciousness, but I'm an asparagus, asparagus guy all day, man. Asparagus for the win. Asparagus for the win. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've always loved it. Whatever. Listen, we've gotten off tangent, but guys, this is why I love the Immortal Podcast, because it's about connecting with you guys as a community. I could sit here, Nemo could sit here, and we could make videos talking about these things, but it's really nice to be able to pull in the community. And we do that even more over on the Discord server. We even have people like Nineball, Dread in there as well. If you ever have questions about, you know, old school Diablo stuff, where for me, I'm not an old school Diablo player. I'm never trying to say that I am. I played some Diablo 3, but not like these guys. I know Nemo played a ton of it, but I don't even think Nemo played as much as like Nine Ball and Dread. So like oh, yeah. if you if you have those lore questions or those veteran questions, come on through the Discord, tag those guys. They're awesome. Great guys. We're going to have them back on here for the podcast again at some point in time as well. But uh yeah, come through the Discord server. It's linked down below. If you're watching this as a video, it's going to be the pinned comment. And, uh, and that'll be great. Plus, I just got some merch, too. Nemo said that he grabbed it. I got my cup. Got a bunch of shirts. I think... Can I... 
Ah, see, there's one of my shirts right there in the background. If you want them, that's going to be a pinned comment, too. I mean, I picked up a few. Not saying you have to. I got to. that one. I, got that. I cannot wait. I'm going to wear I'm I'm going to be a total fanboy and wear it in one of these podcasts. I mean, I hope oh. you guys don't judge. Nemo is a 100% fanboy, just so you know. He's been ex- he's been exposed. But yep. listen, we're out of here for today. I hope you enjoyed episode eight of the Immortal Podcast. Nemo, last things before we head out. Nah, I just want to say that thank you guys so much for stopping by. I always have a blast hanging out here with everyone. Love you all. This is really exciting. Diablo Immortal 2021. Here we go. Um, I can't wait. So see you all next uh, next episode. Yeah, it was said, I think, by Sirocco that uh, something about how I've been grinding it and building community and he appreciates that. And you know what? Maybe it's going to pay off this year and we'll actually have a nice channel with a growing community here for Diablo Immortal. Either way, I'm going to be here playing the game, making content for it every single day, as is my boy Nemo. Thank you guys so much for coming to the podcast and make sure you come to both of our channels for videos every single day, some of which we even collaborate on, which is always fun as well. But we're out. Thank you guys. I appreciate all of you. Have a great day and be good.